What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Cheers from the Press Box. I am your host, Brennan Tassif, joined, as always, by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Joe Dorville. What's up, man? It's been a week. What I haven't seen you. Is going on, buddy? It's been a week. Haven't seen you. Spoken to you. Haven't seen you, though. Yeah, so for everybody listening, um, we we talked about it last week, but we'll talk. We'll keep talking about it. Um, for, two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Uh, we were going to take a little summer break, so we took last week off. Um, this week, we are going to talk about the NBA draft, some big big blockbuster trades that happened over the past week, and then we'll get into some quick hits where we will touch on some tertiary topics. Quick! Uh, quick! And then we are going to skip the walk-offs because we are about to go on summer vacation for everybody listening. We will be coming back August 30th to preview the NFL season. Obviously, if anything crazy happens in the world of sports between now and then, we'll come in and do an emergency episode but joe's getting crazy busy at work i've been crazy busy um summer's only going to get even more busy so we are going to take the summertime off this is the first time in three years that we've done this but we've been the last couple of summers we've been trying to cram too much into too much at it which are been trying to get blood from a stone really so pretty much we're going to give the listeners a break. We're going to give ourselves a break. But before we do that, lots has happened in the NBA world. So we're going to start this week the same way we do every week. Joe! Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. Here we go. We're talking NBA. The draft happened. But before before we get into the draft, Joe, we had some monster trades happen in the last we week. Big trades. I'm trying to find the... The uh, the details of some of them. Well, I've got them pulled up here. Um, which one do you want to start with? We had uh, Bradley Beal going to um, trying to find the Beal deal. Deal. Okay, so the Suns land Bradley Beal uh, with a swap with the Wizards. Uh, so I have it right here. The Suns get Bradley Beal, Jordan Goodwin, and Isaiah Todd. The Wizards got Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, um, the number seven pick via the Pacers. I can't say that name. Bilal. Koulibaly. Oh, yeah. Koulibaly. I know that because I hear that name. All right. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. 2000. The Wizards get 2024 first round pick swap. 20... Let's just say a bunch of swaps. Okay, yeah, a bunch of swaps. <laughs> a bunch of swaps, a bunch of second round picks. And in this trade, it was a three team trade. The Pacers got Jarris Walker, which was the number eight pick via the Wizards, a future, oh. a future second rounder from the Wizards and a future second rounder from the Suns. Oh, wow. Okay. So that wow, was the deal. Uh, do you think this makes Phoenix better or worse? Um, I think it makes Phoenix better in the interim. Obviously, it makes them worse a long time. Uh, for the long time? For the future, for the foreseeable future. Because I don't for see, the long time. I don't see any of these guys. I don't see this three trio of guys lasting more than uh, three years. Booker would be the only one. But um, KD is yeah, already one in this. into the future. But yeah, KD is really the the thing that the fulcrum this the hinges on. Yeah, and uh, I have him probably retired in three four years minimum. Um, yeah, 
I don't think I don't think this makes them a championship team though. No, not at all. Uh, just a couple of stats I want to throw out there. Every one of these players, Booker, Katie, and Beal, when they were on their own respective teams, uh, all averaged above 35% in usage rate, which is outstandingly high. Beal, we said for a long time, Beal would be a great third banana or maybe a 2B on a team. And then he goes to this team and you think, oh, well, that's exactly what he's going to be. He's going to be the third option because they have Booker and then KD and then Beal. Um, but I think... He's too ball dominant, and I don't. Unlike Chris Paul, which we'll get into, I don't, I don't think, think he's going to be able to change his game to I, adjust. I don't think he's too ball dominant. He can he can effectively become a spot up shooter. Yeah, um, but he's been declining in that range. <clears throat> I was about to say the thing is his three point percentage isn't what it once was. He's not a he's at this time he's not a spot up three point shooter where it's just like this is where my game lies he's more of a and really the problem i had with the suns as a whole going into that nuggets series um was they they don't shoot volume threes yeah. they shoot a high percentage of mid range jumpers and that is the most difficult shot to get on a consistent basis because you're in that middle ground, that mucky area, there's a lot of more bodies. There's more opportunity for the defender to have your hand in his face and everything. It's a more crowded area, so your shot can be affected more easily. Um, if they, if the three of them make, you know, they go in with a concerted effort. Now that Frank Vogel's the coach, and they run, then they kind of bring back the Phoenix Sun mentality where they started it, where it's three. Three or a layup. Mike D'Antoni started it a long time yeah. ago. We either Six seconds three, or less, yeah. <clears throat> if they go to that, then this is probably one of the most lethal teams if they can shoot at a consistent rate. But to me, this move, to the reason I don't think this makes them a championship team is because the reason they ended up losing to the Nuggets outside of uh, consistent three-point shooting and defense was the fact that they don't have a big to compete with Jokic. You didn't need more scoring. Yep. You needed a big. That's what I was going to say is uh, the defense The defense was the issue. The defense and was Bradley the issue. Beal is not a defensive not player. not coming to make the defense that much better. Or at all. Better at all. I mean... It's better than the turnstile that was cam campaign after Chris yeah, Paul went true. down. Um, and he's a bigger in size than Chris Paul was. And that was one of the things that I thought was going to affect them because Chris Paul is smaller in stature than Jamal Murray and KCP. So it's hard to hide him. Yeah. Um, so Beal is a bigger presence, a bigger body, but he's he's not first team all defense right now. So, <laughs> Well, do you have anything else on this? Because speaking of Chris Paul, I wanted to get into that trade. Yeah, let's get into that second half of that. So he gets traded out of Phoenix yeah. to the Wizards, and then he gets traded from the Wizards to Golden State. Brennan, read the uh, trade. Okay, so Chris Paul traded to the Warriors. Um, this is what happened. Uh, ba ba Golden State, basically it's exchange. So Golden State gets Chris Paul. Damn near one for one. And yeah, in exchange for Jordan Poole and then a 2030 first round pick and a 2027 second round pick. So it's basically a one for one. Um, 
Wait, who got the picks? The Wizards? Yeah, the Wizards get the picks. They really wanted to get rid of Jordan Poole. <laughs> yeah. So they basically signed Jordan Poole at the beginning of last year. They give him that big contract, and everyone's like, oh, that's Draymond's money. And then at training camp, Draymond punches him in the face for an altercation. And Steve Kerr has come out and said it basically altered their entire season. It ruined the chemistry, yada, yada, yada. The whole time, and you guys can go back and listen to this, Joe and I are documented as saying Draymond Green is the more important player than Jordan Poole. The entire time. Um, and we'll get into this with the Marcus Smart thing, too. He's the heart and soul of that team. Uh, so you don't think these smart teams like Golden State are going to trade their heart and soul. So what do they do? They traded the expensive guy that did not. So he performed well last year. And then this past season did not perform the same way. Jordan Poole. So they get rid of him and they just get rid of him. Give him a bunch of picks. The Wizards are rebuilding. So it's nice to have a younger player, even though it's an expensive contract and draft picks on top of it. Chris Paul. Money had to go somewhere. So yeah, yeah, exactly. They had, there's a there's a salary floor in the NBA, so they have to pay it. Uh, Chris Paul is a good personal friend of mine now. I don't know if anybody saw. <laughs> uh, I met him at, uh, you know, Gramercy Theater. You know, we're just buddies now. Uh, so I was talking to him about it. No, this is before the trade. Uh, but he said, um, or I really think that he, his ability to be malleable, because mm-hmm. right now he doesn't fit what Golden State does. He doesn't. No. I but I think he's a, a a post, what is it, a pick and roll kind of player. He's a very like stop ball kind of player. And I don't think it fits what Golden State does with the movement, movement, movement. But he's super intelligent. He's the point god for God's sakes. He's going to figure it out. He's going to run that second team for Steph. And I think it's going to be beautiful to watch. I yeah, think. so. But I'm biased. If, we're friends. If, <laughs> I'm also biased, too. Um I don't know if, if for the last year I've had to really mend my Chris Paul takes, <clears throat> but um, massage my Chris Paul takes. But uh, if he is, if their goal for him is to have him run that second unit primarily, because I don't think Chris Paul's playing. There's no way it, it's malpractice if you have him playing over thirty minutes a game. This if game. you have him pay, playing over twenty, is what I was going to say. Yeah. I have him in a 20 to 25 range. Okay, yeah, happy meeting. Yeah, we'll meet in the yeah, middle. Yeah, have him 20 to 25. If you have him over 25. Just running that second team, dude. Just, just fucking. Kaminga, if if Kaminga stays, Moody, all those second wing guys, just have them run pick and roll actions with Chris Paul. There's no reason to. So effectively, you'll have two offenses that will confuse him. With one unit, you're doing the same Pick, 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 run, 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 shoot three. And then in the second uh, second unit, you slow it down, you get into pick and pop, you exploit the defense's weaknesses, you yep. get people out of position, you exploit the middle of the court. But Chris Paul is one of the best mid-range shooters um, at the point guard position. You take advantage of that. If you're hoping that Chris Paul becomes a three-point shooter that he's never been, you you fucked up. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what you were thinking. I think for. I think Steve Kerr and Steph Curry are smart enough to know that that's not what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm that's excited because you if you're if you're looking for Chris Paul at 39, 40 years old to be running off three picks to get an open shot, you're you're committing malpractice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think because he just yeah he just turned thirty eight, so he'll be thirty nine obviously by the end of next season. So I think they can get two years out of him and. 
I wanted to ask you this because I'm genuinely interested. Do you think crunch time, obviously, he's out there, right? Last two minutes of a close game? I think think last four or five minutes, depending on uh, game situation, he will certainly be out there. Yeah, just because of his composure, yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, you need somebody who has the the right stuff, made of the right stuff. Um, And this will be the true test because every team that he's gone to – I mean, they've been bad teams, and they he has better. dragged them. To mm-hmm. the, I mean, we forget because Phoenix has been so good the last couple of years. Phoenix was a dumpster fire before he got there. Before he got there, their their claim to fame was they won eight games in the uh, in the bubble. Yeah, they won <laughs> on that streak in the bubble. That was it. Yeah, eight games in the bubble. They were never going to really. They needed so much. And they had they no needed, business going to the bubble. They really had no business going. They had to win all eight games, and they needed teams to lose if they wanted to make the playoffs from like the 10 spot. Yeah. So, and then Chris got there, got there. And now all of a sudden it's like, gets there the next year. And then they get to the NBA finals. plus 35. <laughs> I was like, plus was it 15 or 18 wins? Yeah. When he got to Oklahoma crazy. city, it was plus 35 wins. Like this dude wins where he goes. Yeah. I, yeah, so. I know I told you this, but I'll tell the listeners. So when I went to this thing at the theater to watch the Ryan Rosillo podcast live, I, when Chris Paul was talking, and you can hear it, obviously, in the fucking audio. You just hear me in the front row when he's talking about like getting hurt or like when he went to Oklahoma City and they're like, yeah, we're just going to sit you. And he's like, I was like, hell no. 303. I'm just like in the front row, like players play, baby. Players play, like <laughs> getting hyped up. Dude, I was in the room with Chris Paul for so maybe good. 30 minutes and I was like, I'm going to, I'll run through a wall for this guy. Like, let's he's go. Super he is a motivator, man. Yeah. If he wanted to be a coach, he could definitely be a coach. Yeah, dude. Um, he got he he got and like obviously the a lot of the fans because it was in New York and a lot of those people are idiots and they're like, come to the Knicks, come to the come to the and I'm like, he's not like no one's come to that. Yeah, it was cool. shot Jalen Brunson. It was cool all the love that everyone was showing him, but I was like, that's the thing, and we've talked about this before, side sidebar. Mm. The just tangent. The the dumbness, the idioc- idiocracy, I wanted to say because of that movie, the just how stupid fans can be mm-hmm. is crazy to me. Because you and I, like, we love sports and we follow a lot of sports, but we're also embedded in it enough where people are like, oh, we should get so-and-so. And you go, you don't have the cap room to do that. You don't have the pieces <laughs> to trade to do that. We're not playing fantasy land. Like, be yeah. realistic. And I know I, I had to go through this with uh, someone that I – a next step parent in my family because they love the Cowboys, but they would always be like, Oh, we suck. We suck. We suck. And I go, you don't suck. You, you like your starting guard got injured. And like, they like, you know what I mean? Like just this people are stupid. And yeah. so it was just one of those things where everyone's like chanting Knicks. I'm like, you could just got Jalen Brunson. Like, what are you going to do? Just got Jalen Br- I thought you guys wanted Josh Hart. If you crave for Chris Paul, you no way you get keeping Josh Hart. Yeah, him. so it was like I was like, you guys don't also at this point in time, Chris Paul is not what you need. Or yeah, what you would want. Yeah. So it's just I I don't know. That was just interesting to be around just all these Knicks name. fans and they're all name. and it's like people like I see this at the restaurant, but I have a couple of people I work with who are Jets fans and they're like, We're going to the Super Bowl now. I go, Why? Because you got Aaron Rodgers? Like the whole right side of your offensive line is like a year into the lead. Like they're not good. Like, what are we talking <laughs> about, man? Your running back had a catastrophic injury last. Like you guys are idiots. You're morons. Anyway, back to the trades. Chris back Paul is going to make some serious headway with that second team. Speaking of serious headway. Hold on. I just want to say this. Oh. I have to say this again. 
though I think this is good for the Warriors. I think this is good for the Warriors as far as uh, intelligence, um, yeah. by the way. Uh, Jordan Poole, uh, one of the more brain-dead basketball players I've ever seen, just taking shots at inopportune times, forgetting that you have the best shooter ever to walk the face of the earth on your team, and instead selling for a shot of your own. Like, yeah. dude, time and situation. It's very much like uh, Bones in Denver, where it's like, you have the best facilitator in the world, but why are you trying to drive the ball to, like, what are you doing? Why, do you, why are you trying to be the guy? You're not yeah, the guy. Yeah, you, you have a guy. You have the guy, actually. <laughs> yeah, like, but, um... <laughs> It's so weird. It's so weird how quickly that changed. I I was unaware of all of it. <laughs> uh, right under my nose. But I, the th- uh, what I was going to say was, speaking of Denver, I don't think this makes them... Uh, I don't think this improves their defense, their ability to compete with Denver because, again, they got better at a position they were already good at. Yeah. And it doesn't make them better defensively. But Joe, can we be honest with each other? There's not really any moves anybody can make to compete. With I would them. say that. Well, there's the thing is, I don't think there's a move to make to stop Jokic. There's no Jokic stopper yeah. as of right now. But there are people who can give him fits. There are people who can make his job a lot harder. I That's think true. those people do exist. We'll see when free agency actually opens up. Um, there's a couple first. of uh, bigger guys, seven-footers. But um, but the thing is, the Suns and the Warriors now have strapped themselves as far as the cap is concerned. Oh, yeah. So $200 million uh, payroll next year. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to be able to make that better. And the Suns, we didn't even talk about it. Um, they... Everybody thought, all right, so they're moving Aiden, right? They're going to move Aiden. Not getting a lot of good offers for Aiden. So no. they're now pivoting to, we're keeping Aiden, and we're going to see how it goes. <laughs> they should have moved Aiden two years ago. Uh, same thing with Poole. They had that They had that pretty good year where you're like, oh, this guy. I remember listening to podcasts, and people were like, oh, Aiden's athleticism with his size. Like, he's a unicorn. And then, literally, he has a bad season, and it's like, what is he doing out there? I, I wish I had the time. And the ability to make like gifts and memes and stuff, mm. because I always have these great ideas. I think they're great ideas, but I could just imagine like if someone put Steve Kerr talking to Jordan Poole, but then put the Tropic Thunder audio under it, where it was like, "You're a moron, you're a moronic." Yeah. <laughs> when Robert Downey Jr. is talking to Ben Stiller, <laughs> because it's just like, "Yeah, what are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, no, the bizarre but continue speaking of getting size in uh, free agency there was one team that went out and got some size got some big old seven feet of size um in the trade market the boston celtics have been talking about trading their heart and soul the celtic marcus smart for five years now and it finally got done uh christophs porzingis is going to the celtics marcus smart is going to the grizzlies in a three-team trade so let's recap the celtics get kp the number 25 pick in the 2023 draft from the Grizzlies. How did they pull that off? I don't know. And the 2024 first round pick, top four protected from the Warriors. The Grizzlies got Marcus Smart. The Wizards received Tyus Jones from the Grizzlies. Uh, Gallinari from the Celtics. Uh, Muscala from the, Celt- from the Celtics. And then the number 35 pick in the 2023 draft from the Celtics. Gotta say Kind of feel bad for Danilo Gallinari because, like, two days before that, 
so Gallinari uh, went there in free agency last year. Got that was hurt a big deal. Playing, yeah. Got hurt playing for Team Italy in like the World Classic or the Europe's or something like that. And then like two days before the trade, opts into his second year. Like, no, I don't want to leave in free agency. I want to. I didn't get to play for you guys. I want to play for you guys. Goodbye. You're trash. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Beal was the last remaining, uh, was the last samurai when it came to no trade clauses because I don't think there's yeah. anyone else who has a no trade clause. Um, there's only been 10 players in the history with full no trade clause. Yeah, which is and crazy. Beal was the last of them. A couple of things I want to point out. Tyus Jones um, for the Grizzlies was their safety net when it came to John Morant and his sporadic in and out of the lineups just with injuries and stuff. Uh, let's not, let's not forget last year, the year, what was it? Two years ago when John Morant was out, they won, they had a winning record. Yeah. And then last year, and that was mainly not mainly, but a lot of it had to do with Tyus Jones. Um, I think Marcus smart. A lot of people, but yeah, he but was I, the point guard. Yeah. <laughs> he was the one replacing the position. Yeah. I think Marcus smart is the Memphis Grizzlies. I think he's going to bring back um, Grindhouse. Zach Randolph, Grindhouse, mm-hmm. line him up, kill them all. I think he's perfect. And he's a grown up in that locker room. And that was one of I his- think that's his biggest contribution to the team. Yeah. That he's a grown up in the locker room. Marcus Smart, as I said in my group chat when this trade happened, one of the most overrated players in the NBA. The guy's never scored over 15 points a game in a season. The guy doesn't shoot. He's shot better than 30 35% from three on like two or three times in his defensive player of the seven. year last year. Defensive player of the year. Wasn't supposed to get it. I know. Only got it because Time Lord went out with like 10 to 12 games left. And it was like, we have to give it to somebody on the best defensive team. And that guy's hurt. So we're going to give it to the guy. You know, fun fact, Brennan. Looked up... Um, Tobias Harris had said something the other day, and it made me go and search for uh, defensive win shares. So how much your defense contributes to your team winning. This goes into your total win share. Marcus Smart had a lower defensive win share than Nikola Jokic this past season. Yeah, he wasn't very good this past season as far as the defensive. He didn't Fun look fact. like the same defensive player. Nikola Jokic's win share, defensive win shares last year, this past season was 3.8. Guess how much Joel Embiid's was? 3.5? 3.9. Ooh. Ooh. One point better. Even though everybody's saying, oh, he, he has to get it because of his, his, his work on the defensive side. They were neck and neck defensively. You know I who led the league they in were win shares total? Whereas who? Nikola Jokic yeah. <laughs> contributed to the most wins in the NBA. Just like, um, and the thing that bothers me about that situation is it's going to get lost to history because he didn't win the third MVP, so he's not going to be compared to Magic and Bird, and he is by far the best player in the NBA right now. But because he looks like this big frumpy dude. No, because he didn't win a championship while his team – Two of his teammates were out the past two postseasons. I do think a lot of it has to do, though, with, like, he's not, like, flying through the air, like, slamming dunks and, like, you know what I mean? I mean, I think that's a part of it, but I also think, I mean, the narrative was he can't get a third MVP because what has he done in the playoffs? Yeah, when he's missing his two best players. He's missing his two best guys. Like, (laughs) 
Just that's stupid. You keep telling me this is a regular season award. It's not a postseason award, but you're giving basing him it on the fact that he's for yeah. the postseason. Like, what yeah, are we people, doing? Here? We talked about it, man. People are dumb. Uh, but Christoph Porzingis now provides a lot of size. Uh, notice with the Marcus Smart thing, I did not talk about his ability. When I said <laughs> I said he is Memphis, he's heart gonna, and soul. Yeah, heart. I said heart and soul. I'll say things like a lot Jim. of grit and grind. Yeah, so a lot I of think, want to. I think he's gonna. Uh, Wearing a hard hat at practice because it's time to go to work. Uh, yeah, I think, right. I think he's going to be good for that team. I think it's interesting though because a lot of the talk around the Celtics last year was that they were soft mm-hmm. um, and they didn't have that kind of grind. A couple of things. So one, you're trading your hardest player on this this one of the softest teams. So that's weird. <laughs> Why would you do that? Two though, yeah. I think getting Marcus Smart out of that locker room will give Tatum and Brown a chance to have their voices be heard. As the longest tenured Celtic, I think Marcus, and we know this from the way he played, he felt some sort of way about being third fiddle, and he didn't mm-hmm. like that, and he showed that. The, the, they had the most success when Marcus understood his role two years ago, played defense, and just ran point. And then last year, he got away from last season. He got away from that again. And we talked about this two years ago. We were like, this is the Marcus Smart. They've been trying to trade for a true point guard. And now Marcus is being it. This is perfect. They make it to the finals. And then this year, he reverts back to old Marcus. And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Um, yeah, I would say because they lost the coach. Yep. That kind of put him in his place. I guess yep. You could say. And now he's in um, Houston. Uh, do you think, I think Kristaps... Had his best season last year, um, other than some of those Knicks seasons, but his best season was uh, outside of being traded from the Knicks. Since playing on the Knicks, he had his best season last year. Uh, do you think, I know he provides some offensive firepower because he can shoot pretty well. And also, he's seven feet tall. So that's going to yeah, give Al Horford. Three. Yeah, that's going to give Al Horford some rest. I don't know what anybody's thinking. Al Horford. Al Horford in his, uh, his true position, which yeah. is the four, not the five. And also, Al Horford's older than I am. And he's 38. Like, you can't. And he's a big dude. Like, you got to. Like, him playing as well as he has. Everyone thought he was done after Atlanta. And now he's been playing pretty well. It's like, you got to give that guy. around like four times. Yeah, you got to give that guy some rest. Where do you you think Um, they're at with this? I think this helps them as far as size and shooting and scoring ability. Um, Porzingis is a more natural scorer than uh, Marcus Smart ever claimed to be. Which is um, hilarious if you look at them <laughs> side by side in the picture. Uh, I think this gives them size to, if they were to get to the uh, championship, compete with the Denver Nuggets. Um, I don't think Porzingis wants to bang like that, but he has the size, the just sheer size and mass to where he could. Um, and I think this opens the door to so what we didn't talk about was there was actually another trade on the table that didn't go through that had Malcolm Brogdon leaving and now Marcus Smart leaving. Yeah. Um but Malcolm Brogdon, the injury he suffered in the postseason, the medicals on it didn't look good, so it crumbled. He was going to go to the Clippers. Uh so that was interesting to see. But it didn't go through and this trade ended up happening. So now, if if Marcus Smart will be healthy by the start of the season and will be healthy for the duration of the rest of his career, because I don't know what the, the nature of those medicals are, it gives the ability to what we thought was going to happen going into the season, which, okay, you got a real point guard in Malcolm Brogdon who will distribute, shoot when need be, 
instead of Marcus Smart, who is not truly a true point guard and shoots whenever he feels like the wind is blowing in the wind in the sails of Marcus Smart. And today is my day, and I will carry you <laughs> to the promised land. Um, so yeah, it, it makes for a very interesting dynamic with this team. It gives them a very very big lineup. Um, I think I think Malcolm has at least an inch or two on Marcus Smart. Um, you still got Jalen Brown. You're gonna have to sign into the supermax. The only problem is, the only problem is, you only got Chris Stop for one year. Yeah, the one year thing. He had to opt into his player option for this trade to go through. So I think it's good though because it's a good. I mean, it's a good contract. It's not like you know they're not giving him four years, 140 million. So I think it'll be a good test run to see what happens. And if they can, I, they, the Celtics needed to shake it up Four, five conference championships in the last seven years, and they have not been able to get over the hum. So, well, the reason I say it, the, the reason it's, it is a bad thing, because say they have success with it. You can't sign Brown. You and can't resign him. <laughs> you can't yeah, resign right. him. <laughs> because or if you're resigning him, like you're you're you're. you're you have to dismantle the rest of the team because you're going to be so far into the luxury. I think because the uh, second Brown kicks is in about in the next to, year too. Yeah, because Brown's about to get the super max because you can't just let him walk and you can't do what Aiden and the Suns did, where you're like, no, you're not worth this, so we're going <laughs> to yeah. offer you this. Like, so you're going to have to give him the super max. So yeah, I think this reminds me of something that we saw in the '90s. Uh, with another team on the East Coast, well, on the Eastern Conference, you can't be you can't be doing this. this might be one last dance. <laughs> um, slow clap, everybody. I mean, it's the first dance as well. I know, I know. <laughs> but it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, you can't bring back a lot of these players, uh, these pieces. You so gotta like, shake it up. Or you have to do it this year, or it's not going to happen at all. Uh, especially with Brown getting the super max now. Um, yeah, pretty much. All right. Draft talk. Draft talk. All right. You got anything from the draft you want to talk about? I uh, just want to say my magic uh, really reached on Jed Howard. Apparently he had a lights out shooting performance in the workout, and that's why they took him over some of the other shooters in this draft, uh, like Grady Dick, um, like uh, the kid from Villanova. Cam Whitmore falling 20 to the Rockets was insane just because of injury. Yeah. Um, and then who did we take? We took the at six. We took the point guard, right? Yeah. Anthony Black from Arkansas. Don't like the dude's hair, man. Don't like the dude's hair. Gives me pause. Uh, Do you yeah, see this guy? I, I saw him. I saw him in that text chain, in my buddy's text chain, because a bunch of my buddies are Magic fans. Um, and I was like, one of my buddies lives in Orlando. And I was like, yo, you got to set him up with a braid. Uh, a braid, a yes. braider, or a loctician because this looks crazy. <laughs> Dude, I, I saw the picture and I was like, braids, bro, braids. What are you doing, braids? Like, My boy need to get some braids or locks because these these curls are killing me right now. I was like, no one is about to fear those curls in the league, my bro. <laughs> Dude, they look so bad. Oh man! But he's—I mean—he's a very good player. I mean, Arkansas he's had very a great. Good player out of yeah, they had a great season last year. No one saw that coming. Also, by the way, what? How tall do you have to be to be a small forward nowadays? Dude, like you guys, really? You guys drafted a six-seven guard and a six-eight guard. I was like, in my days, those were small forwards. Yeah, <laughs> what's happening? Well, and also, uh, do you have anything on the draft? Do you want to talk about the Scoop Brandon Miller thing or? 
Um, we can talk about it. I was gonna say the Nuggets. Because uh, you guys even have talked a pick? about your team. We had three picks. Oh, Jesus. We had one first rounder, two second rounder. Um, oh, come on, you know what I meant. <laughs> but we got guys. Uh, we got guys who were veteran guys for college, older guys, um, guys who provide shooting in uh, Julian Strother. If you remember, he was the Gonzaga kid who made the game-winning shot against UCLA. Oh, that God, deep yeah. three. Yeah, we got him. We got the point guard from Penn State who was a transfer. Um, and I think he was all all Big Ten in his first year in the Big Ten coming out of Siena. And then we got a, one of the better players out of the ACC. In, I can't remember his name right now. Um, it's a world one. It's a world one. Uh, but yeah, no, we got guys who were accomplished, older, so kind of in the similar mold, similar fashion to Christian Braun. So we're hoping that they can contribute fairly early um, in their career and putting the necessary pieces around Jokic through the draft instead of trying to go through free agency or make trades. Um, so building the right way, some people would say. Uh, Hunter Scoop Tyson. Brandon Miller. Hunter Tyson, and then uh, Julian Strother, Jalen Pickett. Jalen Pickett. There we go. Yeah, okay. And then you traded Traded Maxwell Lewis uh, to Indiana. We then traded him to L.A. God, that sucks. Bouncing. We traded those picks before we even, before the drafting started. Okay, I'm looking at this picture. Who's number one on Denver? That's KCP? Michael Michael Porter. Okay, that's what I meant. The three-name thing. All right, because I was looking, I was like, that's not Aaron Gordon. I know what Aaron Gordon looks like, but I didn't know what Michael Porter Jr. looked like. Okay. Uh, Tall. Tall. Very tall. Well, he's next to uh, the Joker in that picture, so he doesn't Oh, okay. But but KCP's a two-guard. That's a big (laughs) two-guard. But all right, draft. Brennan Scoot, what, what, what do you got? Nothing, just like the Brandon Miller thing. So I just know this because the draft odds were jumping back and forth. At one point, Brandon Miller was like plus 400 to go to and then minus 400 to go to. And it was this whole back and forth thing. My kind of logic was if um, Portland takes Scoot at three, they're going to trade Dame. Mm. uh, Because uh, but Scoot got the same kind of he's six two. Brandon Miller is a six nine wing and Scoot Henderson's a six two point guard. So it's like, yeah, obviously you take Brandon Miller if you're Charlotte. But Scoot by all accounts was was the guy after mm-hmm. Victor. He is like like we were saying with Marcus, but like in a better way, like heart and soul, gonna be the hardest worker, gonna push everyone to be better. A true professional is professional and he hasn't even played a game in the NBA. Whereas Brandon Miller, you know, there's some maturity issues and things like that. Um no, Scoot it it uh, it's uh what the word? Jim Rat? No. I was gonna say it's uh we should point out whatever uh, we should point out. Scoot was in is a professional professional. He was in the G League. Oh yeah, I'm years. sorry, I'm he sorry. Graduated yes. high school early and then went to the G yes, League. Yes, yes, he's been in the G League just like the uh, Thompson twins. Um, and then but uh, the Thompson twins were at Overtime Elite. Well, that's not the G League. It's not the G League. What no. is that? Overtime Elite is a uh, so it's a professional league though, right? It's a professional uh, professional ish league. Um, Semi pro. Semi-pro, for lack of a better term. It's a developmental league for high school players that they don't have to go to um, 
the G League where you're going to be traveling a lot and they don't have to go to say overseas or anything. It's stationed in Atlanta. They wait, have wait, a wait, bunch wait, wait. Of, it's AAU for college kids, college age kids. AAUs for high school kids. But it sounds like it's like for kids who are out of high school. No. So the thing is, you come, so you go there as a high schooler. Mm-hmm. And you can like stay there for like two, three years until you're like 19. Until you're draft eligible. Until you're draft eligible, yes. So it's AAU for kids who don't want to go to college. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's nuts. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, semi-pro, that's definitely the word we're going to use. But, yeah. Um, I thought Overtime no, Elite they're, was they're just the name of a team in the G in League. In the G League? Yeah. Like G League Ignite? No, yeah. no, no, no. They they have uh, they have their own gym, their own facility. They have basically a dormitories for the kids. Um, I've watched some of their stuff is online. I've oh, just because you're in Atlanta, I didn't know. If, yeah, nah, I'm not. I don't even want to watch the Hawks. college kids. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't like watching college basketball. I'm not pulling up to the AAU of college basketball. Like, nah, not me, my guy. I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess you want to stay close yeah. to your family. It's just like the college experience for me was so much fun. Even if you're just there for a year, like it's fun. Well, it's that, but it's also the professionalism. Like they're getting them. Oh, they tr- okay. Into, they treat it like that. Okay. Yeah, they treat it like that. They train no classes. Them in like, this is work. Yeah. No, there's classes, but the classes are not like English 101. It's like, hey, this is how you manage money. This yeah. is like financial planning, like stuff like that. Okay. So, well, there's, there's a bunch of different things they do. It's a cool, it's an interesting concept. It's it's in the mold of without any affiliation to a league or a team, it's in the mold of you uh uh overseas soccer academies. Yeah. Like you're training in your profession, but we're getting all much these like other skills as well. Baseball. It sounds very much like double A, triple A kind of a thing. Yeah. In a sense. It sounds very much like that, where it's like, yeah, you're not gonna get paid as much and you, you got your living situation sorted, but it's a grind, and then once you get through that, you get to the show. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just I don't know. I think the I think with the scoot thing, I think he he was the clear number two, in my opinion. But I'm a big heart guy. Miles and miles of heart. Um, so him going to Portland, that seems like they have to trade Damien now. Right. Um, Not necessarily. I mean, Dame apparently was at scoots workout when he went to Portland and he liked them a lot. Um yeah. I mean, we could talk about the Dame, will he or won't he? That's what now. I wanted to transition into. Um, I don't think he's moving. Yeah, me neither. I don't think he's moving. I think I he's <laughs> not loyal to a fault, but just loyal to, you know, loyal to, to a T. I it's mean. A, it's a catch-22, man. He's too old to get the pieces that they want. And, and he makes too much money. At the, and he makes too much money. And the pieces that they want to get back. They he doesn't want to go to those teams and they like him yeah. enough to where they're not going to trade him to fucking Charlotte or they're not going to trade yeah. him to fucking Orlando. I mean, they, Orlando would never do that trade because we're we've, we're set. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like the teams that can get him. You can make Orlando really competitive. The te- We're already really competitive. <laughs> I ride with Markel Fultz. Fultz, baby. <laughs> Uh, you are right into nowhere, my boy. <laughs> uh, hey, Paolo and Franz, Franz Wagner. We're gonna be good next year. Watch this, dog. Watch. I'll not put if you money. Don't get a good point guard. I'll put. Hey, not not if you're running with the trio. Of Did you see Suggs. that draft? So, neither of those are point guards. Um, I know. 
big two guards, apparently. I was say, but if you're running with the triple headed monster of uh, of uh, Fultz, Suggs, and Cole Anthony again, and you're you're thinking you're going to do something, if you got three point guards, you got Fultz no was guard. the number one pick like three years and, ago, and he already left his team. Not in his eighth year, like you're supposed to, like it's set up. All for. I'm saying is Fultz was playing outstandingly last year until he got hurt. That's all I'm saying. Outstandingly, averaging 13 a game. Outstanding. Hey, he's a facilitator, not a scorer. Everybody knows that. He doesn't Come have on. over five assists. Eh, well, <laughs> it's about the presence on the court. Anyway, I think, yeah. I, so there's teams that can get Dame, but they're not going to trade him there because they suck. And then there's teams that want Dame, but don't have the ability to get him. So I think if he does move, it's going to be a three-team sort of a situation. But I think he stays put. I think he stays put. I don't think he goes anywhere. I think he stays put for the fact um, he's, he said something last year. I think it was on the JJ Rag podcast. And I think it's so true. Uh, there's only, uh, and I think I mentioned it on the show, there's only a handful of pe- players that will go down in history and, and while they're in their career will be in the discussion of greatest of all time. Like, that's only for a handful of guys. For the rest of everybody else, you're not in that conversation. So why 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 put yourself in an uncomfortable situation or bend yourself out of shape trying to chase a prize? I mean You'll never catch. Yeah, like you're 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 not in the legacy conversation. It'll be great to get a championship, but we Everybody's motivation is not the same thing. Yeah. I like agree. an NBA championship is, I mean, it's what you play basketball for, allegedly. But you got to I don't know. The about, money's pretty cool, too. I was about to say, but you got to think about the financial gains that you get once you get into the league. Plus, like, would you rather, this is a good thing you bring up with the, the Dame semi-quote, I guess we'll call it. Uh, would you rather. Paraphrase. Paraphrase. <laughs> I was going to say it. Damn it. We tripped over each other. Uh, would you rather. And this comes down to, like you said, it's different for everybody. Would you rather be a legend in that city that you were drafted in, that you play in, that everyone loves Damian Lillard? It's Dame time all the time. He's the mayor. He is the the mayor of, (laughs) he's the mayor of Oregon. Uh, Yeah. Would you rather have that or would you rather chase rings to be in the tertiary conversation of maybe one of the best players ever, maybe you're not in the you're not the front runner. You're not even in the secondary say, conversation. You, you won't you're even the, be in that conversation because you wouldn't be the number one option. No, but I'm saying in you're like cases. you're like you know how like sometimes people oh, go I see like what you're I see what you're they go oh Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and then someone goes what about like uh, fucking what about Tracy McGrady or <laughs> no? But then or like, like yeah Kareem Abdul Jabbar, and then <laughs> like I would even put Kareem in that like second tier because he's no he's not Jordan, but like in that second tier, but like. But see the, the face you make. That's exactly my oh, point. The youth in our the youth in our but analogy. Dame is even further behind that. Much further yeah, behind that. So it's like, sure. wouldn't you rather just be the governor of Portland and just do whatever the hell you wanted? I mean, like making a making sixty million dollars a year mil at the end of that deal. It's crazy. Uh, so yeah, I, I just don't. I can't see him going. Like. I, I just don't it don't feel right him being in another jersey. No, I think it's gonna be Dame time in Portland. That's what I think. I think he stays there. I think he you know And if he goes, you know, egg on my face, you know. No, no, you know, no. The, Forget that. I'm saying it right here. Clip it. 
Damian Lillard will be a Portland Trailblazer for the 2023-2024 season. Yeah, I just can't see him. He's there's not nothing. Anymore. There's nothing that I see. Breaking news: Damian Lillard has been traded. No, I'm just kidding. Ha! <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, let's do it. You want to do the read? Oh snap! I'm not ready for the read. All right. Oh. Well, we're gonna move on to quick hits. <laughs> and you'll be surprised how quick. And- quick, Damian hits. Quick hit. Confused me with the read there. Um, I knew I should have pulled it up earlier. I just forgot to. That's fine. Pro class. Check out the uh, pin tweet and the uh, show notes. We're going to uh, be gone for two months. It's fine. Yeah, we're going to be gone. Uh, WNBA, you got anything? WNBA. Uh, I told you we'd go an hour. We're at 48 minutes right now. Are you really? Yeah. Well, I'm about to zoom through these. Um, All-Star has been voted on. Uh, I don't have the list of people in front of me right now. Brittany Griner made it. Uh... Let me see if I can rattle it off the top of the dome. <clears throat> I know Jackie Young made it. I can I just do it? Chelsea Gray made it. You, 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 uh, uh, what's the word? Critique? No. Not Curate? Critique. No. Confirm, confirm what I'm saying. Okay. Jackie Young. Yes. Chelsea Gray. Yes. Brittany Griner. Hang on, slow down. I got to look Asia Wilson. You weren't supposed to do it in real time, just at the end. Oh, okay. Um, Asia Wilson, Brianna Stewart. Yep. Um, hmm. East Coast. You're missing a ton. Uh, yeah, I'm missing like five or six. Uh, I've got twenty listed. Twenty listed. Yeah, I've got guards and then front court. Bro, only the top five are in right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> the top five for me are in. Um, okay, let me go guards. Let me let me start over. Guards: Kelsey Gray. Did Alicia Gray? No, Alicia Gray didn't get in. Um, Chelsea Gray, Jackie Young, uh, Arika Gumbawale. You forgot my girl. Um, can't think of any other guards. There's oh. two guards I'm missing. Who are the two guards I'm missing? All right, so I'm just going to read. Just give me the two guards. I don't know because the, the, the thing I'm looking at is weird. So it's Jackie Young, uh, Jewel Lloyd. Uh, Jewel Lloyd, dang it. Agua, Agua Wable, uh, Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, Alicia Gray, uh, Kelsey Kylie Plum? Copper, Sabrina Inesco, Diana Taurasi. Just give me top five. <laughs> I'm just reading the 10 players that are in the pool. The top five with the stars or with the star next to their name are the ones that are in. There's no stars. Oh, so you're looking at a different. Graph. I'm looking at WNBA.com. Oh, okay. Okay, so then for the forwards, it's probably it's Asia, Brianna yeah. Stewart. Yeah, those are the top. Um, oh, I can see it from the fan rank, the top five. Okay, here we go. Is Candace? I don't think Candace is going to be top five. Oh, so if it's top five, okay, never mind. There are stars next to the name. I'm a liar. Uh, Jackie Young, Jewel Lloyd, uh, <laughs> Agul Wavle, Chelsea Gray, and those are the one, two. There's only four starters for the guards for the front court. Okay. Asia Wilson, oh, that makes sense. Brianna Stewart, Brittany Griner, my Brian, girl, uh, Sabale, Satu Sabale. Yeah, and then uh, Aaliyah Boston. Aaliyah Boston. Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. There's one more. Can there you guess the last one? one? Uh, is it not? It's Candace Parker. No. What's Candace team? Parker's what's not team? even on what the team? list. Uh, the Sparks. Sparks. Oh, Neko Gumake. Yep. Okay. And then Alyssa Thompson, Ellen, uh, Alana Dell. Alyssa Thompson, who 
has five triple doubles this season, by the way. Alana Deladon. Elena Deladon. Elena Deladon. Dewana Bonner. Dewana Bonner. Mm-hmm. Dewana Bonner. Had a point game this season. That's a fucking awesome name. Who had a Dewana Bonner the Bomber. Uh, and then uh, Collier. Collier. Nafisa Collier from Minnesota. Oh, okay. Collier. I think her name uh, I believe um, it's French, and I believe you don't pronounce. I would say it is French. I think it's Collier in the American colloquial way. Um, it's Collier, but yeah, it, it definitely. So the Aces are the number one team in the league. They only have one loss currently, thirteen and one. The Sun are the number two team with twelve and four. They lost one of their better players, Brianna Jones, a couple nights ago. But DeJanae Carrington has stepped up for my fantasy team, and she's been bowling. Uh, the Liberty sit at four. Then we got the Mystics, the Sparks, the Wings, Brennan's Wings. Uh, my my dream, Wings, baby. My Dream at number seven. And then the Indiana Fever at number eight, rounding it out. All right. Uh, MLB, the Marlins are on an all-time heater. Last night beating the uh, the uh, Boston Bombers 10-1 to 1 as Jazz came back from his injury. We sit as the number three team in the entire NL Unfortunately, the Atlanta Braves are the number one team, so we're not winning the division, but we're the number one wildcard team right now at 46 and 34. That's rough, uh, dude. I know. It sucks. Uh, the Braves that was last are year. That was the, uh, above was 50 it? teams. The Dodgers huh? and the uh, Padres? Yeah, Dodge, it was Dodgers, Padres, and, and All from the, the same Giants. division. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, okay, so to the West, the Arizona Diamondbacks are leading the West. The Dodgers the are number three in their own division. The Giants are number two right now. Uh, the Padres are fourth with a losing record, which is stunning. Um, the Cincinnati Reds have come out of uh, their eggshell. Uh, they finally hatched a be- beautiful baby bird named Ellie De La Cruz, who is a rookie who hit for a cycle like within his first two weeks of playing. Fuck, <laughs> um, Where do they find these guys? I don't know. And he went on, they went on like an 11, 12 game winning streak. Yeah, that was the big thing. (laughs) Cause everyone's like, oh, they're not going to, you heard it on PTI where they're like, they're not going to win more games than some of these like crazy teams that the Cincinnati Reds had. Yeah. Well, they, they did. They, they, that was like one of the longest winning streaks since like 1908 or something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, The Rangers, take that, Pete Rose. Take that, Charlie Hustle. Even though, uh, Jacob DeGrom went out. The Rangers are number one in their division right now, sitting above the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim uh, and the Houston Astros. Fun fact, Shohei Otani last night became the first player to have 10 Ks as a pitcher and two homers as a batter in the same game. Uh, Take that, babe. (laughs) Yeah, take that, babe. Uh, The Minnesota Twins somehow are number one in the AL Central with a losing record. That's a bad division this season. They're 40 and 41. Uh, and the Tampa Bay Rays still the best team in all of baseball with 54 wins, 24 losses, 28 losses. Sorry, uh, the Baltimore Orioles still doing big things. They're at 48 and 30. The Yankees third in their division. The Boston Red Sox last in that division. The Toronto Blue Jays sit one, sit three games ahead of them. That is your MLB. Oh, sorry. I should also say the Mets, who spent all this money in the uh-huh. offseason with their very high price the venture capitalist owner, uh, something Cohen, uh, currently fourth in the NL East. Uh, Out so, of how yeah. many teams? 
out of five. Out of five. Wow. Four. The Nats are only a team worse. By the way, didn't mention the NBA thing. I meant to mention it. While the Wizards were doing all those trades, Saudi money bought into the Wizards, and it just kind of went un, un, untalked wow. about. Wow. There was so much that happened. So much had happened. Yeah. Uh, one last thing. LSU won the uh, Men's World Series in college. Yes. They um, rocked. Yeah, 13-1. But, I mean, hey, to Florida's credit, which I never say, uh, they the won before, the they game before. They hit, like, 28. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was, like, 28-5. to five. Uh, This is why we don't watch college baseball. If Volatile you were good, you would scoring. be in the majors. All right, here Volatile we go. Huh? But uh, I will say the, uh, the LSU Tigers team has more, like, top prospects than every farm system. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. They I have like thought, seven guys that are projected to be like. Because really there's so many rounds in baseball. I was just like, oh, if you're decent, then you just go right out of high school. Uh, but the thing is, some people get drafted out of high school, but they still just want to go. Yeah, because like it's like, would experience. I rather? Yeah, would I rather be play for Especially now with NIL, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah go sense. to college. It's baseball. Because baseball is so regional. Is there an area where baseball is king? Do you know? Um, The South, really? Well, the South, it's football. Well, uh, well, King as in it's the number one. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so oh, okay. in the Northeast, it's obviously basketball. Um, in the North, North, it's hockey. In the South, it's football. I don't think anywhere at this point it's number one. Yeah. I, I think I, it's number two in a lot of places. Yeah, I would agree with that. But it's like when I played, co- like when the baseball players you knew in high school, and then when I played college football, like no, nobody gave a shit about baseball. Yeah, no. no. Okay, cool. Um, Let's uh, do it. Press conference. Yep. Let's do the thing. Boom. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. Joe, let them know where they can find you. We took so long because you tangented and talked about your Rosillo podcast. Uh, you my best friend, Chris Twitter. Paul. That's never taking too long talking you to my best friend, Chris Paul. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorval. You can find the show Twitter and Instagram at Kieran Press. Don't forget to head over to JoeDorval.com. Uh, there's going to be stuff on there once I get it back up and running. Just, you know, every once a week. Down just right now? Check and see. It's down right now. The hackers from Bolivia and Russia and Kazakhstan and all the damn places. I, apparently, I got enemies. I got enemies. Got a lot of enemies. Um, but, uh, yeah, don't forget to head over to Anulo.co. Never down. Scott keeps that running like a, like a well drum. Well-oiled machine. Keeps it tight like a drum. Um, so, yeah. Check out all those things. Joe Dorville, Joe Dorville, Joe Dorville. Just Google me at this point. I'm the only Joe Dorville out here. Great SEO for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Brennan. Everyone, you can find me at Brennan T Comedy on all social media. Brennan T Comedy dot com. Uh, check out the one man show. Patreon dot com slash Brennan Tassif. Yeah, we're going to be on break uh, for the next two months. We will see you August 30th unless something crazy happens. Yeah, unless Damian Lillard gets traded. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's uh, that's it. Have a good summer. Right. Be a safe summer, Joe. I'll talk to you soon, you listeners. Yeah. Be safe. Right, get me out of here so I can finish listening to my The Bear podcast. Oh God! And that's why we play <laughs> the game from the ringer. Hello, hello. Huge shout out, Ryan Mallet. Also, a huge shout out, Jimmy Johnson. Wait, Coach Jimmy Johnson? No, 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 no. The NASCAR. What happened with him? I'll tell you. <laughs>